This is 77 WABC Sports. Here's Mike Didino. All right, welcome back to another episode of the 77 WABC Sports Podcast. I am your host, Mike Didino. I got a, uh, I guess you could say, a special guest today. He goes by the name of Will Grant. Will, how you doing? Good, Mike. I uh, can't complain. I'm happy you had me on today to talk some ball. Yeah, so I guess you're my basketball guy. I like to say that Phil Dimitrovsky is my basketball guy, but we've went our separate ways in life. So uh, I bring my number two in. That's you, Will Grant. Will, we've done a, a lot of work together. Um, you used to intern here. You miss it at all? Yeah. Um, interning last winter, was it was fun, but I think I had a lot more fun doing stuff with you over the summer, freelancing and uh, going to Mets games, stuff like that. It was way more fun than interning. Yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of people do like working with me. Can't blame you, but we still obviously keep in touch, which is cool. Um, you're still, have you graduated yet? When do you graduate? I got a month, just about a month. And then where does and life take you after that? I'll be working at the Broadcasters Foundation of America for a little bit, seeing what I could do there, and uh, hopefully getting back into sports. That's passion. the plan. That's the plan. And you know I want to work with you, so if there's any ever any uh, room over here, you're one of the first guys I'm going to call. But your man's who actually went to Fordham, Michael K. I I actually uh, met him yesterday briefly. Did you? You ever meet I Michael? I, I haven't met him. I've seen him speak, though. He was eating chicken fingers, so I said, Mike, I got to ask you a quick question. And I just shot him a random question about the Yankee game yesterday. So we, uh, we shot the shit for 10 seconds or so, but... Pretty cool. He seemed like a uh, relatively good guy in the 10 seconds yeah, I spoke to him. Very down to earth. You know, it's funny. One of the guys interviewed Mike Green the other day, and Mike Green said that the first day he went into WFUV, which is the radio station here at Fordham, he met Michael Kay, and ever since then they've been best friends. They always talked about in college how one day we're going to do it. He's going to be the voice of the Knicks. He's the voice of the Yankees. And they did it. Pretty crazy. Damn, that's pretty good. Good for them. Mike Green's also a good guy. He's on the station here a lot. Sid has a good connection with him. But let's get into it already. We've already been going for like three, four minutes. We're doing NBA today. Obviously, the playoffs, I guess, technically start tomorrow. Playing games tonight. You wanted to start with the playing games. What do you got? Yeah, the playing games are very interesting. There's a lot of people that uh, don't think it's necessary. I, I think overall it's good. It's in its third year right now. The other night, Timberwolves Lakers was a great one. It got them to second highest views uh, play in tournament history. So it's on an upward trend right now. But the thing is, sometimes the NBA gets extremely lucky having guys like LeBron in there. They had KD and Kyrie last season. And uh, I think the main reason for the playing tournament is teams with high-profile guys who are you know injured in the middle of the season like they typically do. This load management type of culture now in the NBA that is produced. Um, it gives them a shot to, you know, make the playoffs. So when you have two-thirds of the teams in contention and make that uh, that run in the playoffs, it makes it a lot more exciting. And another aspect to it, too, is sort of the we, – we, we're getting over that hangover of the NCAA tournament in March Madness. Great, great atmosphere, no seven-game series, nothing like that. So I think that the playing game kind of gives a uh, surviving advance feel. It's um, – to one game, that's it. And, you know, you, you win, you advance, you lose, you're out. Um, so I like I like the uh, avoiding the seven-game series in this situation. But let's get to it. Seawolves-Lakers, absolutely thrilling game. Did you watch it the other night, Mike? No. Uh, actually, I maybe watched the first quarter. Honestly, I'm not a huge NBA guy. Um, I will watch, you know, any game that LeBron's in for the most part, you know, the big guys, the Tatums of the world, the, the, uh, the MBs of the world, if they're playing, I'll watch it. But nah, man, 1030 is kind of past my bedtime these days and I'm locked into baseball, but I did not watch it, but I know it went to overtime. It was a good game yeah. though, no? 
Yeah, no, crazy game. Uh, yeah, I get that, baseball back and everything. It's a good time to tune in, though. Fuel's Lakers the other night was unbelievable. Crazy way to start that first night of sort of the play-in, playoff game uh, atmosphere for the NBA. But the game basically was over before it started. Um, I don't know if you saw Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert were fighting. They're both on the same team. Well, that's what uh, I wanted to talk about because I yeah. saw that. That clip was pretty crazy. So just for reference, for anybody not um, familiar Rudy Gobert on the Timberwolves, their big center that they traded for in the offseason, got into an altercation with Kyle Anderson in the last game of the season in the second quarter during a timeout. And Gobert, I don't want to say punched him, but he, you know, pu- punch, shoved him in the chest. And then Kyle Anderson kind of like charges at him. And it was a big deal. And then they sent Gobert home. He was suspended for the game. What's your take on that? And then, I don't know, what was the guy's name? Then he, some, some other player fractured his hand, punching, punching the wall. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Dane McDaniels, he, I guess, just punched the wall and was out the next game. But it's it's crazy. I don't get it. What, what do you think about Gobert punching his own teammate and getting suspended by the league? I mean, well, he got I don't, suspended I by the team, it. actually, not the league. Oh, he got suspended by the team. Yeah, it was similar to Ja Morant. So I don't, I don't, it, it, was a, uh, it was a team punishment. So he's back tonight. Okay. Well, that makes a lot more sense, though, because I was I was going to say if it was the NBA and they were punishing him for punching his own teammate, it's just, you know, that's BS. It's weird. No, I agree. With you know, the thing. team suspended him. And I guess it's like a um, just a lesson to be learned. I mean, you cannot at least if you're going to do it, do it behind closed doors. This stuff's going to happen. If you're a competitor, if you're a um, if you want to win, this stuff's going to happen. People are going to go at it. You got a bunch of alpha males in a room as an alpha male myself. I've been at it with a lot of I've went at it with a lot of people before. So, you know, it's going to happen i'm fine with it you move on you move forward and that's it that's, that's my mentality on it i don't know if it uh it'll leak into the game tonight yeah no i mean they're they're uh they're they're kind of screwed right now like, they're gonna get go bear back but once you know that your teammates are fighting on the other team if you're on the uh you're on the defensive it's it's basically over you, you've gotten to their minds enough and the other night i mean anthony edwards shot over nine from three um, that was a huge factor. They could have won if he had hit at least two or three. The game was a lot closer than people thought. They, the Lakers closed at eight-point underdogs. So I, I think uh, having LeBron in the playing game was definitely a plus for the NBA, but they should have kicked their asses, man. That was very poor performance by the Lakers. LeBron obviously did his thing. AD did his thing. But, you know, when you have a team that's losing their best player, arguably, you have to take them down in that one-game series. And, you know, Lakers did it, but it wasn't pretty. Wasn't, And that's kind of been their mantra all season. They, they've got it done, but it hasn't been pretty. But fast forward tonight, Bulls and Heat and Thunder and Timberwolves. Who do you like in these games tonight? Both home teams, the Heat and the Timberwolves, are both five-and-a-half-point favorites. Who do you like just outright to win the game? We'll go with. I didn't like the way the Heat performed the other night against the Hawks. I took the Hawks to beat them. I know that the Heat were five-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, the Bulls didn't impress me too much either. They were down about 15 in the third quarter heading into the fourth, and they just kind of battled back and beat the Raptors, but it wasn't pretty by any means. I'm not looking forward to this game necessarily. It's not going to be something I'm going to be highlighted or glued to the TV on, but at the moment I think that I think it's pretty fair to say that Miami is going to take the cake here. Um, they're just so deep. They just have so many guys that are great shot makers. Tyler Hero, Max Struess, um, Kyle Lowry can shoot the hell out of the ball right now. We can tell. Uh, Bam Adebayo down low just absolutely ruining uh, anything that offenses try to get done in the paint. So I think they just have a lot of factors, and there's a lot more, um, a lot more breathing room for them to, you know, make an early lead and sustain it. So that's my take on it. Do you have any? Will you be putting any money on it or no? 
Nah, probably not tonight. I might play some of the uh, the games starting tomorrow, but nothing tonight. I've been I've been playing a lot of baseball. Let, let's get into the uh, Knicks series. Knicks and Cavs. Obviously, we are a New York radio station, so we have to talk about the Knicks. Game one, 6 p.m. Saturday. Uh, the Knicks are plus 170 to outright win the series, which makes the Cavs minus 200. Uh, mm-hmm. Knicks won three out of four regular season matchups. But Julius Randle, he played in all four of those games, or three of those games, I believe. Three. Three. Yeah. missed the last game of the season. Randle, obviously, out right now, left sprained ankle. He's actually still questionable for tomorrow. Tom Thibodeau, he never gives you anything. He said Randle was doing some running, shooting, all that sort of stuff. Who do you like in this series? Well, a lot of factors play into here. I talked to a close source of mine, um, Nick Beat reporter. He told me that the, the question about Randall is very difficult. They don't think he's going to play, but he might pull something out and uh, get out there. But I think it's safe to say that he's going to rest for the first game, maybe the second, take a few days off. They have a lot of time in between series. So they play on Saturday, Tuesday, and then they wait till Friday to come back to New York. So it might be safe uh, to you know take that route. But the Knicks, I'm very shocked they are only minus one or uh, plus 125 or what are they minus 175 you said they're plus 172 to be exact I'm shocked because losing Randall I think that these two games even if Randall isn't 100% and he's in the game it's not it's not easy but the Knicks do have a guy named Emmanuel Quickly who's been a catalyst for this team all year He's averaging 15. Um, he's now separated himself from the young guy crew we've seen the past three years with Ob, uh, McBride, all those guys. And quickly is developing into an unbelievable superstar and a great asset for trade deadlines. Um, so I, I think having him right now is going to be huge. Great three-point shooter. The, the acquisition of Josh Hart as well, averaging 10.7 rebounds, just putting in work. I mean, he, he went on the he, – he joined the team. The, the team won eight in a row, so mm-hmm. it, it clearly seems like he's doing well. Mitchell Robinson does get, doesn't get enough credit. Dude averages four and a half offensive rebounds a game like imagine those second second chance possessions it's unbelievable so i think the knicks are not as complete as the as the Cavs. um the Cavs definitely i thought coming into this year were superstar contenders uh darius garland donovan mitchell jared allen young shining star and evan mobley and isaac okoro Karis Levert on the bench. So four of these guys have started 68 games or more together. The chemistry is looking unreal at the moment. So with the season they had, they had little to no injuries. Isaac Okoro, with that exception, is expected to return versus the Knicks coming back Saturday. So I think the the Cavs, if I were to place the odds, I would say the Cavs are minus 250 at least. Mm, I kind of agree with that because you can't expect Randall to really play tomorrow. They probably lose that game. They probably go down 0-2 in Cleveland. Maybe they win one in MSG, but I agree. Um, I, I think maybe that Knicks 3-1 series lead might have people lean towards the Knicks, but I'm not really sure why. So you have the Cavs to win the series just to be exact. I do, but I, I, I don't want to see it. But if I'm a betting man, I'm going to put my money. All right, the other New York team, I guess you could call them a New York team, the Nets, they are going to Philly game one tomorrow, Saturday, 1 p.m. Nets heavy underdogs in this game and in the series. Sixers actually minus 1,000, which means if you put $1,000 on the Sixers to win the series, you win back 100. Nets are just plus 660. Nets, they went 0-4 in the season series. They're 12-15 and after they trade KD. Do they have any chance? So looking at the odds right now, 
the Sixers were minus 900 two days ago, and the Nets were only plus 600. So it seems like a lot of the public is going towards the Sixers, which, you know, as, as your rule, Mr. Dodino, you always say fade the public. But I think that not the Nets in this not there. Okay. But the Nets in this situation, they have a lot of value, but I, I just don't see it. They've lost four straight to the season to the Sixers. They're outscored by 45 points total. Um, this entire season has just been weird with the Nets, you know, getting rid of KD, Kyrie, bringing in a lot of good stars, a lot of good uh, potential stars, good young players, but they're 13 and five since the trade deadline. Um, there's also been 18 games where McCall Bridges has led the game in points. So that's another thing to think about. He's developed into a superstar. We're going to actually see when the bright lights are on him, if he can deliver. But I say that his chances are very minimal to shock me um, over the course of this series. But, you know, there's a lot of different guys. They got Cam Thomas. He had that three-game stretch early February at 44, 47, 43 consecutively. Um, so, you know, you got Nick Claxton. He's outplayed a majority of bigs in the NBA on a defensive and offensive end, but not Joel Embiid. So that's that's kind of the matchup that's very, very out of hand for the Nets. So I'm not too impressed by the Sixers anyway. I don't think that they're going to go crazy far in this uh, in this NBA playoffs because they are from Philly. So they typically don't uh, end up, you know, they, they might lose the championship, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't see much hope for this uh, for the Sixers team. But I don't, I see even lesser hope for the Nets. Yeah, it's a wrap. Uh... Sixers and four, in my opinion. Other playoff yeah. matchups. So, obviously, the two one-seeds are still awaiting their opponent. That's the Bucks and Nuggets. That's depending on tonight's playing game. Expect both of those to win. I listed all the other playoff matchups here. The Suns and Clippers. Suns are heavy favorites. Then you have mm-hmm. Kings and Warriors. And the Warriors mm-hmm. are heavy favorites, which is pretty surprising. As the six-seed, they're minus 275. Then you have that Lakers-Grizzly series. That's one series that I'm definitely going to be watching. The Grizz, yeah. minus 140. So... Pretty close in odds despite the two seed and seven seed. And then you have Hawks and Celtics. Celtics are uh, massive favorites. So do the Lakers, the Kings, and the Clippers, do you see any of these teams having a chance to win the series? And if so, who has the best chance? Uh, considering the fact that the Clippers have no Paul George, um, I'd, I'd say I'm out on them. I think the Suns might be one of the most complete teams I like in the, the league. I like the Suns to win it. That's my like pick to win it. What are they um, overall to win? We'll get to that. that we'll get to that right okay. after this. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I see. I like the Kings. The Kings have the number one offensive rating in the entire history of the NBA right now. At plus two twenty five as a three seed in the first round against the defending champion Warriors. It's very tough to say, Mike. But if I were a betting man, I'd put it on the Kings. I like the Kings a lot. They're very complete. Um, De'Aaron Fox, I think, is just an unbelievable leader. I think he's very, very much came into his own. Kevin Herter was a great acquisition from the Hawks too. Um, they can shoot the hell out of the ball. That's why they have that number one rating. So I'm going to go with the Kings here. I'm going to go a little out out there. Okay, I don't um, mind that. I mean, I think the up. Warriors, you just have that name, right? That name brand. I mean, they were pretty right. average all season long. I believe they were like all. I don't have the exact. I should have the numbers in front of me, but I don't. But they were awful on the road. Their splits at home and home in the <laughs> road were like catastrophic. So in the playoffs, that will come back to bite you, especially when the Kings yeah. do have the home court advantage. I don't hate the pick at all. I think the public's probably on Golden State in this one as yep. well, just because of the, you know, defending reigning champion. So I, I don't mind that pick. Um, any chance that the Hawks could shock the Celtics? I I was just going to get to that. Um, I think that the Hawks definitely have a chance that they can show up. Uh, Clint Capella, Trey Young, if he can make more than one three in a game, I mean, it's unbelievable how horrible he's been shooting this entire season. Something's got into that locker room. I don't think it's DeJounte Murray that's necessarily screwed things up, but the chemistry is off. 
But if the Hawks can pull it together like they did two years ago when they absolutely crushed the Knicks, uh, went on to lose in the Eastern Conference Finals, just showed kind of how great their character is and their ability to you know, bounce back and be that five seed that makes it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think nobody believed in them then. Nobody believes in them now. But if I, if I were to take anybody in this series, I'd sprinkle on plus 750 for the Hawks. I think the Celtics are a very, very well-coached team. They're a great defensive team. We all know that Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, a two-headed monster. But I think, I, I think that the Hawks here are the best play. Um, if you can take an alternate bet and maybe take it for games, I'd say, I'd say Celtics in six. I think the Hawks might take one or two. So that's, uh, I think the Hawks will definitely take one or two. But I think they might be able to take this series. Fair what enough. Do I don't agree. I think the Celtics are arguably the most complete team in the NBA, running up, uh, running up Eastern Conference championships. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sprinkling on that. But moving forward, let's go to last but not least, let's go to your finals picks. Um, I, I listed the odds here as well. If you're following with me, the Bucks are the favorite at plus two forty. Then you have the Celtics at plus three fifty. Suns at plus four eighty, and then kind of falls off. You got the Warriors, interestingly enough. Then the Nuggets, the one seed at ten to one. Sixers, Grizzly, Lakers, all ten to one, eighteen to one, and twenty to one, respectively. And then everybody else forty six to one or worse. Um, and who's your pick here? I'd be an idiot if I didn't say the Bucks, but I like the Suns. I, I truly do. So do I, think I the, man. Like, I, I really think that they have a shot. Plus 480 is a, is a enticing number. Um, so they're so they're so complete. DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, dude. Can you can you believe that lineup? I mean, I mean you got KD and and DB, who are two of the best scorers in the NBA. Then you have supposedly one of the best point guards to ever step foot in planet Earth on Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Well coached, I mean. You know, yeah, I like them. Players, I like the I like the Suns here. I've been saying this for months. I just think if they're the big question surrounding them is are the reps there and the injury concerns around Durant. Obviously Durant exactly. came over, he got that wacky injury when he got hurt warming up. Now he is back. He's seemingly healthy. I mean the guy is if he's healthy, he's a walking thirty point thirty point per got per, per uh point per game type of guy. So I'm going with the Suns. Yeah, I'm going with the Suns, too. I like that thought. Um, yeah, I think if KD is healthy, I know you brought up the fact that the, you don't know if the chemistry's right. Um, I think that I think having four superstars on the floor at don't one time matter. might have Yeah, so I, I have to go with the Suns here. I like the value in the Kings, even though I don't see it on here. I know they're 46-1. to 1. The Kings are a fun team, dude. They, they go on these streaks where they just absolutely annihilate. They get eight games in a row. It's like... At the beginning of the season, I think a quarter through, everyone did. The Kings were a joke, so they had to start lighting the beam every time they won. And people thought, you know, this beam might be lit about 25 times. I think it got lit about 50 after that or 40. I mean, they, they went on a serious run, and I think that they're actual contenders. The fact that the Lakers are listed here over them, too, is kind of just... I may have point. missed them. I'm going back and checking right now because you are right. That does seem a little um, off that they're not even listed here. I... But the, the, I, no, it's, you're probably right. It's just the Lakers, they get the clout from The Kings all are 50 to 1. 50 to 1. Yeah. Huh. I mean, I think I think sprinkling on that might be, might be wise. 
50 to Any 1. Dark horse? For Sprinkle. Any dark horse for me? No, it doesn't happen in the NBA. That's why I hate the NBA because it's just goddamn the same teams every single year. This is just, that's why football is yeah. the, uh, you know, the best sport. You go from first to worst easily. But you got the Kings have not made the playoffs, I think. I saw a stat that before the iPhone was invented was the last time the Kings were in the playoffs. So they don't have the experience, but you have to expect that the crowd will be into it, the fans will be into it, the players will be into it. They do have a sample yep. size of all season of, of playing well, and they are the three seed, but they have to get past the, uh, Defending champs and Steph Curry. So, based on the odds, they should be going home round one. But I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, anything can happen. I guess it actually really can't. It's not that one game series like March Madness or NFL. But you know, if teams can take two games at away and then potentially win another two at home, it's it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Did you watch a lot of the March Madness? Yeah, I watched all of it. it what was, did you think it, about it, that? I think it for. For having four or having three mid-major teams in the final four, I think it was a very good tournament. Um, it was mostly about the losses um, opposed to, you know, people People saw FAU, they saw SDSU, but it was more about Purdue losing that first day. It was more about Princeton losing that first day or beating Arizona that first day. It was, it was, it was about these teams losing, which you, 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 you hate to see it a little bit. That's why you ended up with four of these teams that have never been to a Final Four in the Final Four. Um, I think Miami had a good shot at it. I think UConn um, basically, you know, it, it was theirs to take. I've never seen a team dominate like UConn dominated a tournament. I mean, every single game. And it was funny enough, they were losing to Iona because I got a few friends that go to UConn, so I, I followed the, the team closely. They were losing mm-hmm. to Iona in the first half, and then after that, they just absolutely dismantled every single team that ran came in their way they won every single game by double digits not even one game was even competitive and uh coach hurley wow can't say enough good about him i think yep. i think that he should leverage his spot right now and turn it into an nba job there i say the los angeles lakers i don't think i don't think the lakers go. job is as desirable as you think <laughs> no not right now because lebron will leave yeah well you got to see what lebron is going to do also well, lebron's going with Bronny once Bronny comes in yeah, and dealing with the aftermath of having LeBron on your team, the GM doesn't exactly work after he leaves. You kind of get left in the dust for a little bit, like we saw with the Cavs. But they they started to build things up. The Cavs did it by themselves. They didn't need any help from LeBron um, being in that GM position. But yeah, Lakers' job is not desirable for Danny Hurley. I think staying at UConn and building something unbelievable. He's already built something great. If he built something unbelievable and got Northeast basketball, Big East basketball back into the uh, the mouths of the everyday watcher, that's it. That's the goal. Mm, I agree. Uh, so I guess he will stay. Yeah, I mean, I'm just being facetious here, trying to uh, go for the big headline. Anything else you got for me? Not really. I'm yeah. not too excited about tonight's game, but I think I'm going to go into the city, go to a bar, watch the uh, Knicks. And also, Mike, I know you're a, uh, a Rangers guy, right? You're a mm-hmm. Rangers fan, right? Huge. How do you feel about this uh, Devils matchup? Man, you asked me one month ago. I said I put every single penny that I own on the Rangers to beat the Devils in the first round. But then you start to break the film down a little bit. And, you know, the Devils did win three or four matchups. They have Jack Hughes, who's turning into one of the best young players in the NHL. Then you look at the odds, and the Devils are somehow favorited, which which always scares me because, you know, the public's definitely on the Rangers. But I'm, I just don't see the Rangers losing this series. Despite the Devils being a young, up-and-coming team that is very talented and very fast that that's 
kind of their mantra. They, they, they skate very well. I like the Rangers to win this series. I think it's going to be a uh, fun run, though. And it's kind of, I don't want to say it's, it's Stanley Cup or bust for the Rangers, but if they lose in the first round, this whole season was a disaster. Well, how have Tarasenko and Kane produced since they've been there? I've no, I'm not a hockey guy, and I know that they got two big-name dudes. Have they lived up to expectations? You know, they've, they've both been, I'd say, slight. I want to say Tarasenko's been a little better. Kane only... 10 game sample size he missed like two three games i have questions about his defensive durability obviously 34 years old now he's never been known for his defense but now in his later ages can you trust him to play defense because you know in these playoff games the intensity rises that's going to be the big question mark with patrick kane offensively you could obviously trust him um as for tarasenko from what I've seen, I think he's played pretty well. He's a he's a second line forward. He's not somebody that you really expect to be a, a game changer. He's he's somebody that you throw in that second line and know that he's going to play well both ways. Overall, um, I feel good. I think the Rangers win, and I hate putting I hate saying how many games because it's just a, it's like a dart throw. But I, I I think the Rangers I will take the Rangers to win the series. I actually think the Islanders might win their series as well, which scares me. Which would set up for Rangers Islanders in round two, FYI. Yeah, good for the city of New York. Good oh, that would, be, that would be all-time, all-time fun. Yeah. But, uh, Will, on that note, I really got nothing else for you, bro. We're, we're on 25 minutes now, but it's been fun, and uh, I would love to do it again. Maybe one time during the playoffs we'll uh, recoup here. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be in touch, obviously, through the text, but I'd love to come on anytime you need some uh, NBA insight. I'm always your guy. All right, absolutely, Will. Nice talking to you, and we'll do it again soon. All right, Mike. Have a good one.